Uh, Ephesians 4 1. And I'm going to read this scripture first. It says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Father, today, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the word of God, that you give the word of God to your people. Even during a time when um, when when things may may be uneasy, Lord, you give us your word. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the for the many. That, uh, that are called, the, the many that are chosen now in this hour, Lord, to carry your word at a stronger, at a stronger level than ever before. I thank you, Lord, for even this area, Fairmont. I thank you, Lord, for, for uh, Morgantown. I thank you, Lord, for North Central West Virginia, that your word will go out in every way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. And if you have your Bibles, let's go to, to um, 1 Samuel 17. You know, even as I even as I prepared this message today, you know, I feel to tell everybody here that, man, you know, the one thing we need, the body of Christ, the one thing we need now is faith. Amen. We need faith and, and, and faith in God. You know, last week we talked about Jehoshaphat. We we talked about the place where he was at, where he began to he began to you know to, to cry out to God, Lord, I'm in trouble. I need help, and that's what Jehoshaphat did. So. Never push off going to God in prayer. I mean, we meet here Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for prayer. We pray, and we have been praying. We've been praying for our frontline workers, our nurses, our doctors, and all those people that are at that that you know that are being forced into the communities right now to, to work during this crisis. And and I'm thankful that the blood of Jesus covers them. And uh, even later today, we're gonna at the end of the service, we're gonna take communion. So if you're online, you know you can join us. In, Join us with communion. Get some, get some juice. Get a piece of bread, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna pray over the body of Christ today. Amen. We're gonna take communion because we're, we're thankful for what Jesus Christ has done. Amen. So let's go to, um, let's go to First Samuel 17. I'm gonna start at verse four. And if you're with me, just say Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. It says, Then Goliath, a Philistine giant from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet. He wore a bronze coat of mail, weighed 125 pounds. He was also he also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with iron. Spearhead that weighed up 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him, carrying the shield. Goliath stood and shouted and taunted across the Israelites, "Why are you coming out to fight?" He called, "I am the Philistine champion." But you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then he will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me one man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and they were deeply shaken. So, you know, even right here at the beginning of this story, you, you see, <laughs> you, you, you see what's transpiring. You, you, you see that, that there's a giant in the land. And you know that, that, you know, and I'm going to tell you, if you've been a Christian more than three, three, three days, there's going to be some giants. And, and throughout your life, you're, you're going to be faced with, with, with decisions. You're going to be faced whether you choose to operate in faith or whether you choose to operate in fear. And see, God, God gives us faith. And see, David, even right here, you know, you, you know the, the thing about, if you look at this, you, you know, everybody, even today, that 
we, you know, you, you get the descriptions of what's going on. You get, you get the, the, the media and the news outlet, outlets of, of everything that's going on. And you know, they show this picture, just like this picture of, of Goliath. I mean, think about it. You, you, you as, a, as a young boy, maybe 5'7", maybe 135 pounds, this guy stands almost 10 feet tall. His armor is 100, you know, his, his breastplate is 125 pounds. So in the natural, I mean, it, you know, you understand that in the natural, you know, how, how can I, how could I come up against this? Now, how can the body of Christ stand up against the crisis right now? How, 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 could we, how could we do this? I'm going to give you one thing today. It's God. It's God. It's our faith in Jesus Christ. And once we're rooted and once we're founded in this faith, this faith called Jesus, I, you know, you know, you know, and the reason why I read that scripture, Ephesians 4, 1, about being called, I understand what I'm called to. You know, I know that we have many frontline workers. I, you know, I've been in the homes to pray with people. I've been checking on people. You know, my week's been filled up with connecting with people. You know, does it mean that I go, I still, do, do I not go pray for the sick? Do, do, do I not back, do I back away from these things just because there's a crisis? No, I believe God. Amen. And so it's important that the church, you know, you know, people say, well, you know, this, 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 and this, and this. You know, well, what about this? You know, I believe God. So I choose to believe God. You know, he, you know, Goliath, you know, he pointed out, I am called the Philistine champion. And, you know, you have a lot of people out here trying to champion a cause. I am this. I, I am a virus. I, you know, uh, I, I, I'm called unemployment. I'm called. I'm called. You're not going to make it. I'm, I'm called. You know. You're going to. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. I'm called. This is the. This is. This is the end of times. You know. I. I'm going to tell you. I believe. Yes. Absolutely. We're walking in the end of days. The end of times. But as long as the church is here, we. We. <laughs> you have to understand. We have to be encouraged by the by the body. We have to be encouraged by Christ Himself to continue to, to move in advance. You know, when the Bible says the vine take it by force, it, it force, it doesn't mean that we shrink back and watch what watch what transpires and what, watch what takes place. So we have to allow ourselves to wrap our minds around, hey, what you know, I've got God on my side. I've got God on my side. You know, everything's gonna funnel through through, through, uh, through two things. It's either gonna be fear or it's gonna be faith. You know the opposite. The opposite of, of faith is fear, and you know. And really, this story is, is such a remarkable story because it's a story about love. You say, how do you get? How do you get that this is a story about love? David loved God so much that anybody that would come and stand uh, stand against his God, he loved God so much. That he was willing to to give his life. He was willing to sacrifice himself. For the sake of God and for the sake of Israel. So it, it's important that we see this even, even at the very beginning. You know, when fear comes, faith will never function at the level that it's supposed to. Because, you know, even right here, people will begin to pay attention to everything. How, how is this even possible? How is it even possible today that, that, that you know, that God would bless me? You know, and, and, I, and, I, and I believe that even as a church, I mean, I, I believe as a church we'll see more come in this month than we ever have. And I'm not, I'm not here to even talk about money. 
But see, I attach my faith to what the Word of God says. I don't attach my faith to what people say. Or what, or, or what the media says. Or, or, or whatever is, 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 is being thrown out there right now. I attach my faith to Jesus Christ. Amen? And so as the body of Christ, we have to understand, hey, I, to, to have faith in God is to believe in God. And even today, if you've never received Jesus Christ as, as your Lord, you've never, you've never accepted Him. This thing called faith doesn't happen until you believe on the one who is the creator of faith. So we'll give you that time. We'll give you that opportunity even at the end of this, even at the end of the service to say, yes, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. You know, weekly. You know, right, you know, weekly. I think just this week alone there were 25 souls wanted the kingdom of God. 25 souls. And you know, and, and people say, was it happening? Is it happening in church? Yeah, it, you know, we're streaming our services. People got saved last week, amen. Because we give that invitation. I don't want to fault and not give the invitation. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I desire to be able to help people. If someone needs food, give them food. If someone needs, you know, a blanket, you know, you, you know, you help people where you can help people. But then you've got to give them Jesus too, amen? You've got to be able to, to show people how they can be saved. So it's an, an important piece for the body of Christ to be able to realize that. But this is a story about love. And, and, and David loved God. You know, 1 John 4, 18, it says, There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love, because he first loved. We love because God loves. David loved God. He, you know, even even at the point of a crisis, I, I you know I love God. You know what are you what are you doing? You know what what are you doing at the at, at the brink of a crisis? I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm praying over our people. I'm taking communion. See, these are the things. These are the weapons that Jesus that Jesus gave the body of Christ. For the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty enough for the pulling down, breaking of strongholds. So you have to understand that God gives His body weapons that we can operate and we can flow. We're not going to lack. We're you know under, under, we're not going to lack. The body of Christ is not going to lack. So that that's even why today I stand here before you to tell you I believe in God. I believe the report of Jesus Christ. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not torn from one direction to another to think that you know that, that these things aren't real. You know they're they're real. This stuff is happening. Yes, Amen. I I understand that there are things going on, but it doesn't cause my faith to waver in God. It doesn't cause our faith to not lay hands on the sick, Amen, and, and see people recover. It doesn't. It doesn't. You, you know. It doesn't just. Allow the body of Christ to shrink back and think that people aren't going to be one to the kingdom of God in this hour. No, this is every hour is the greatest hour for the church. And that began 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ ascended and went back to heaven. He said, Now I've given you this. You know, people talk about God being in control. He will He sits at the throne. God sits at the throne. This is all his. Everything belongs to God. But I'm telling you, we sometimes throw out the, you know, it's God's in control. We, we throw that out sometimes for a lack of our own inability to be able to do what we're called to do. That's why I said, walk worthy of the calling that God's called you to. Well, I'm not called to do what you, what you do, preacher. That, that's fine. But what are you called to do in this hour? What are you called to do in this time? Because, see, you know, the heavens belong to God, but the earth He's given to man. He's given, he's given us earth. He's given us this earth to reign over, to pray, to seek God. Not to shrink back, but to seek God. So we, you have to understand, this, 
God's plan was for mankind to, to be here. You, you all know that. Do you know that? That God's plan was for us to be here. He didn't just send Adam and Eve. He, he did, but then, then the earth multiplied. Come back up. He did send that, you know, and he created them. Amen. He created them. You know, 2 Timothy 1 7, just while I'm on love, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's what God gives us. He's not the author of fear. God is not the author of fear. He, he's not. Faith is what God authors. And that's what he was looking at right here, even in this story. We have one of the greatest stories. I believe it's a love story. People say, well, you know, in, in the story of David and Goliath, I, I, believe, I believe it's a representation of, 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 of what real love is. Perfect love casts out all fear. He loved God. Nothing was going to stand in the way of him loving God. Nothing. He loved God that much. Amen. Let's keep going through the story because it's a powerful story. Verse 16. It says, For forty days, every morning and evening, the, Phil the Philistine champions strutted in, front of the all, uh, and strutted in front of all the Israelite armies. One day, Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brother and give the ten cups of cheese to the captain. See how your brothers are going along and bring a report back to let us know how they're doing. David's, I'm reading out of NLT, by the way. David's brother were with Saul in the Israelites' army in the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early next morning with the gifts, as Jess had directed him. He arrived, he arrived at the camp just as the Israelites' armies was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was walking as he was as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine, Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him sh his shouts and his taunts to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelites army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen this giant? Men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give the man of his daughters for a wife. And the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. Praise God. What a, what a, wouldn't that be awesome? David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing the Philistines? You know, it's like David, and he heard it, right? He heard them saying, he's going to get, he's going to have to pay taxes. He's, he's going to get the king's wife. So, you know, he overheard them talking. And so he asked this question. Was, Is that right? Oh, hold up, hold up. So David, you know, he, he went directly to the source where he was hearing these things happen. And David, and, and, and David, here he was again. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing the Philistine giant? And I figured it was like a question like this. And ending his defiance of Israel, who is this pagan Philistine anyway? You see what David was, his enemy, he was looking at, who is this pagan Philistine? Now I'm telling you, you have to understand, there are going to be enemies to your faith. You have to look at the enemies to faith. Who is this? Who's knocking at my door? Who, who's, who's trying to come against me? What sickness is trying to come against me? What's coming against my faith? What's causing me to withdraw rather than step forward? Is it fear or is it faith? Man. And these men gave David the same reply and said, Yes, that is the reward for killing him. But, but when David's oldest brother, Elab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing? What are you doing around here? He demanded. 
What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and your deceit. You just wanted to see the battle. What have I done now? And the, the King James Version says, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause now? David replied, I was only asking a question. He walked over to some of the others and asked the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and, and the king sent for him. And you know, this is such a powerful story because even at the end of it, David's faith was, you, you, you would have had to know that David's faith was running through the camp. There's a guy here that's crazy. He's not very big. He's a young boy. He's been in the field tending sheep. But there's a guy here that's, he's a little loco. He, he's a little, you know, what's, what's a Hawaiian word for crazy? Lolo. What? What is it? Lolo. Yeah, he's a Lolo. Lolo. So, so my Hawaiians on, online, they're going to be like, man, just watch that all up. Um, but there were people running around the camp that, you know, that, 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 you know, was hearing this guy. This guy asking all these questions about faith. Who is this Philistine giant? Who is this guy that's defiling the, 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 the armies? Defying the armies of God. And you know what it did? It got, it got King Saul's attention. Who is this guy? Send him to me. You see what faith does? You see what faith does? When faith rises up and inside of you, what it does is it, it creates an outlet. Faith will, you know, because faith is action. David didn't go there. You know, man, guys, I just, this is, this is going to be a tough battle. This, you know, man, he's big. He's big. It's like the WWE wrestlers. You know, he's like he's like one of the giants. How is this possible? You know, how, how, how is this possible? So I want you to know point number two. Point number two. Know who your enemy is. Know who your enemy is. There is an enemy to your faith. There is an enemy to your faith. You know, one of the things about David here, and I want to point out, David... David wasn't on the front lines speaking negativity. He wasn't going in there to try to sympathize. You know, I'm, I'm, going, to I'm going to tell you this. Yes, we care because we love. That's why we pray. That's why we pray for people. We care. But this, this Bible thing works. This work thing works. David wasn't going in. He was looking for a solution. He was looking for an answer. He was, he was saying, look, I... I got all this stuff rolling around in my head. But who is this guy? Who you know, so faith was being built up in David's life. He was he was he, you know, you could imagine that David was like, Yeah, I, you know, in, in his mind. You know, he's asking these questions. What do you get? What do you get? What do you get if you take out the, the giant? But in him is this stirring. This stirring thing called faith. This stirring thing called faith that's saying, I can take him out. I have a history. And we're going to read about that. David had a history with being in battles. David, David had a history in knowing who his God was. That you, you see, he was, it was all about relationship. And see, even right now, even, even when there's a crisis, there's things that are happening, your relationship with Jesus Christ right now is the, is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. It's important that you know who God is. It's important that you've received Him as your Lord. Amen? It's important that, that you know, that then from there, that you learn how to apply faith. Because I'm telling you, there are going to be enemies. Just like Goliath. It, this was a big enemy in the natural. You know, this virus is an enemy. 
is an enemy to the church. I, I read today that they're talking about shutting church down in Australia for six months. Six months. You know, the, the church, and I don't know that that's true. I'll call Pastor Tony to find out. We've got a church in Australia. But, you know, talking about shutting things down, that, that can be a help to people. Amen? I, you know, I pray, and I pray even right now, if you're, and if there are doctors or nurses, I'm going to pray right now. Father, right now, I thank you that, Lord, in this state, in this state of West Virginia, Lord, God, we're believing. We're believing that, Lord, that, that Lord, there won't be deaths from coronavirus. Lord, we pray for our frontline workers, our doctors, our ministers, our, our pastors that are also that, that are out in the field working, Father. And, and, and you know, the, the, the CNAs, our nursing home staff, and people that are working out in the field, Father. Lord, cover them. The blood, the blood of Jesus covered them. And Lord, let this virus pass from this region and from this state in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we have, we have asked. Lord, we seek your... We seek, you know, God, even right now, we seek your direction. But Father, I pray that even right now that the church, the church would advance at a greater level in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, David wasn't on the front lines listening to all the negative talk. He had already been talking to God. And I'm telling you, you gotta get that. Get that in your spirit. You gotta talk to God. You you can't go into to, into an area where there's where there's where the enemy's working and listen to what everybody's saying. You can you you've got to develop a pattern in your own life. What is God saying right now? What is God speaking right now? What's what's God revealing to me in my spirit? Not what Fox News says. Not what MSNBC, CNN, and, and, and everything else on Facebook. They, David, but David didn't walk into this camp and say, I'm going to see how many Facebook likes I get before I make this decision. And people are today are making their decisions based upon who likes it or who doesn't like it. This Bible doesn't change. The Word of God doesn't change. It's the same God. It's the, I, you know, I serve the God of David. Amen? We serve the God of David. You serve, you know, if you receive Jesus... You serve that God. He is El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha. He is our God. Amen. He is the I Am. And I'm thankful for that. You know, you know the Bible says in James 1, 8, a double-minded man is, un is unstable in other ways. He, he wasn't wavering. His faith, you could tell, he wasn't wavering. He went in and got the information he needed, and then he went. And sometimes that's all we got to get. We got to just get the information, and then we go. That we, we don't shrink back. We get the information we need and we have a plan from God. I mean, you know, I'm thankful. You know, this church is winning souls right now. You know, 110 salvations, 120. I don't know where we're at right now since January. Praise God. And these have all been individuals. Souls. We haven't, you know, we had an outreach plan. We, you know, we, we can't, you know, we're not, right now we're not able to do outreaches. We will. And we're, we're going to hit it. On the back end of this, we're going to hit things very hard. And, and I'm thankful that we have an online family that's joining us. Because we're going to hit this thing very hard. Because we believe. We believe this Bible is true. Amen. Matthew 24. If you've not read it, you should read it. You should read You should read what the Word of God says about end times. Shoot me a message. Let me know. I'll, we'll talk. It's important that your families know that we are living in the last days. That Bible prophecy right now is unfolding. Amen. But a double-minded man is unstable of all, all his ways. You know, David, David wasn't wavering. His faith wasn't wavering. Your faith can't waver. And listen, when, if you begin to waver, you begin to feel like, man, I'm not, get around people that are going to lift up your faith. 
Get around people that are going to build faith in you. Listen to the things that are going to build faith. Because, I, you know, we threw out the TV. I, we don't watch TV in our house, but but I was getting the broadband down here, getting the internet, and all that soaked up. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going away with it because we were going to faster internet speeds. This was three weeks ago before we even knew we were going online. You know, and so you know, we did all this, and then boom, you know, these things hit. I mean, and I, I would say since January, we were talking about some things as a body. And it was like God was, there were some downloads, and it was, it was the Holy Spirit. You know, when I stood in here in January and said, you know, guys, you know, maybe just, you know, it's good to have. It. See, see, there, there, is, there is godly wisdom. There is godly wisdom. You know, get, get some water in. Get some food in. Do these things. You know, you know Billy Graham. I was listening to Brandon was listening to a sermon yesterday, and Billy Graham was talking about every night that he went to bed, he would just look up into the stars before he went to bed, and he would he would look outside, and he would he would say, "Is today the day? The Lord's coming." See, as a believer, that's how we're supposed to live in excitement and anticipation for the Lord's coming. Because he's coming after a bride, amen. We're not, we, we've not been raptured out of here, amen. The bride is the bride of Christ is still here, and I'm thankful. But the bride of Christ is, you know, it, it is being asked not to shrink back. But the bride of Christ is being asked to operate in faith, amen. So that's why we choose to operate in faith. You know, you got to limit what you what you what you allow into your heart. And just, you know, just kind of remember that. Proverbs 4, 23, 27, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep, you know, that's why I said, even two or three weeks ago, keep your, you know, to keep your mouth off of, off of, off of brothers and sisters in crisis and churches. Pray for them. That's what we do. We pray for churches. We pray for the, the, the churches in this area. We lift our churches up. Every brother, every sister of Christ, we're lifting the church up in this area. But keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. This is Solomon who wrote it. Wise words. The, the wisest guy ever lived. It says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. And see, this was David. He was steadfast in his ways. Hallelujah. You know, David's speech, you, you can tell, and we're going to read about it, but David's speech was very different. He talked very different. Proverbs 18, 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love them weep the fruit thereof. Death and life. So listen, what comes out of your mouth? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? See, that, that's where faith is built. It's in your words. It's in your confession. Your confession of faith is... I'm telling you, there's a lot to your confession of faith. It's A, it's how you're saved. You, you confess Jesus Christ as Lord. So it's how you're saved. But you can confess other things, Amen. I confess healing over my family every day. Amen. I confess that over the body. This church every day. I confess that over the nurses and the doctors and people that are working, you know, working out every day. I confess that. And I'm thankful that we have to see. You know, people think you, you can't do anything. You know, we, we only react when there's a crisis. That's not true. That, that's not true. You, we don't just react when a crisis happens. But, we, but we, you know, we're, we're on guard. We're preparing ourselves, you know, way in advance. It, you know, people think, is this, will other things come along other than coronavirus? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, people, 
Well, what will be in the fall? What will be two years from now? What will be five? If the Lord tarries, there is always going to be some crisis that the enemy is trying to throw out there to deceive this world because this world will, will align itself with, with the Antichrist. It's a system. There's a system that's going to be forged throughout the whole world. And, and then the Antichrist will come. And I'm not even preaching on that today because, you know, I, I believe we're in a time of faith right now where the body of Christ can, can rise up and, and be in faith. But, you know, there have always been Antichrist. But, you know, you can look around today and see just the, the, and marvel at how, how everything has happened. How everything is getting turned around. How, every, how everything, that alignment, you can, you can see it. You can see the forecast. Amen? But we, the church, stand in faith because there's, there's a giant. There's a giant, and there's a real enemy. His name is Lucifer. He is the he is Satan, and he wants to he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He want you know you know he wants people to die from this virus. Amen. So we can't sympathize with the enemy. We got to operate in faith. You know, being being fed by the enemy will wear you out. And I think Pastor Brandon and I were talking about this the other day, and she made that. When you allow all the all the thinking and all the planning of the of the enemy to, to feed your spirit, and you're not feeding yourself on the word of God, and you're not feeding yourself the word of God, you're not you know faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're not building yourself up in faith, you you know you just get wore out physically. You know you you're just setting. What story can I read next? Another twenty six thousand, another ten, another twelve, and, and and you'll just you'll be scrolling along. You'll be scrolling along. Look, what's the next crisis going to be? What what what's the next thing? You know, can you believe this is happening? Can you believe that? You know, and and and, and you'll find yourself sucked into what the enemy's doing, creating fear, creating doubt. David didn't have Facebook. You guys know that, right? I mean, he. You guys know that, so. The, the enemy, you know, that's what the enemy does. He'll, he'll just, he'll want to wear you out. He'll just want to wear you out. He'll keep throwing things at you. And that's a good word for somebody today. That's a good word for somebody online. He'll, he'll just want to wear you out. To get you, to, to break you. He'll just, you know, that's what the enemy does. He wants to break you. He, he, wants, he wants you to be broke. But we're not going to break. Amen. Verse 32. Let's go here. It says, don't worry about the Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. And, and he said, when a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club, and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Here's somebody who knows their God. You know, I, I club it to death. I grab it by the jaw and I club it to death. And I said this was a love story. I believe it's a, it's a, this is a great love story. And I'll do this to the pagan Philistine too. For he defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consisted. All right, go ahead, he said. And may the Lord be with you. You know, and that's, that's, may the Lord be with you. Listen, when you have, I don't want to stop here, because when you have God on your side, 
You know, when we went into the missions field, you know, God be with you. Good luck. Hope you made it. You know, I don't know how you're going to afford to live in Hawaii. It's expensive there. And if they only knew the half of it, the, you know, when I got back to Honda, it was expensive there. Eight, twelve dollars for a gallon of milk. I, I, I thought they were joking, you know. You know, I thought people were joking about how it's, you know, a tub of ice cream, nineteen dollars. That was a treat for us in our when we lived back there. Amen. But we we bought tubs of ice cream. Amen. Because we had faith. Amen. We had faith. We had faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. We had faith. So we exercised our faith. Every time we went and bought twenty dollars. $20 tub of ice creams. We exercised our faith. That might seem really weird, but, but, th but that's how faith is. i got to get in my car and drive to Hasegawa, or i got to go to the Honda Ranch store. It's faith for me to get in my car. It's faith. But I'm going after one thing, ice cream. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going after, you know, you think, that, you know, faith is action. And see, that's the thing most people meant. You know, you got a lot of prophets sitting at home right now. Well, you know, when this passes... I've got to work for somebody. You know, I, I mean, come on now. This is the time to activate your faith. This is the time to get up, to get up, and, and to preach the word. You know, it, you know, the, the what a word. Get saved. That's a great word, right now. Get get people saved. You know, I I don't need, I don't need some twelve step prophetic picture right now in my head. To we got to get people saved. And I love prophecy. I prophesy. Amen. Many of you in here I prayed over. I prayed over people that I know are watching online. I, I love that. But man, I'm telling you, the word right now is let, let's get people saved. Amen. Where am I at? What verse was it? Where is, what chapter was it? Um, I know what I'm at. Chapter 17. <laughs> Amen. Saul finally contested. All right, go ahead. And he said, and, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail. David put it on. He strapped the sword over it, and he, he took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such a thing before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm, I'm not used to them. And I, want to, I just want to stop there, right here, because Saul was offering up a worldly solution to David. He here it was. He was he, he he threw out a worldly solution, and he said, "Here's my armor. This is the king's armor. This is this is the king's armor. This is the king's sword. If you're going to go, because Saul thought he was going to die, but I'll give him my honor. He'll look good, right? He'll look good before the people. And I'm telling you, it's not about looking good right now. It, you know, it, it can get a little messy. It can get a little. It can get a little ugly. Sharing this gospel of Jesus Christ, people die for it. People, people die preaching the gospel. We in America are blessed, and I'm thankful. But people die preaching this gospel. You know, where are the missionaries that are called? Go, go. You have a neighborhood right now, amen. You have a place where you can share and preach the gospel. Stand on your front porch and yell at your neighbor. Hey, have you been saved? Do you know Jesus? We've all got neighbors. That's loving your neighbor. Amen? Love the Lord God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I mean, those are the two greatest commandments. And you can still practice them as a believer. Well, that might be... No. Faith. Faith says yes. 
You know, get those that are close to you. Get your neighbors saved. Tell them about Jesus Christ. It's important. So here he was. You know, he, you know Saul was giving him a, a worldly solution. Here's my armor. Take it. You know, David, David couldn't want his armor. He was too big. He was too worldly. It, 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 was, it was Saul's armor. You know, Saul wasn't out there fighting, was he? Where was Saul? He was afraid. He, he chose to operate in fear. He chose to operate in fear. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from his dream. And he put them into the shepherd's bag. Then he armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling. And he, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with sticks? And of course, David, by the name of his gods, come over here, I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name... Hallelujah. <laughs> in the name of the Lord's armies. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have whom, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give your dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues His people. But not with sword or spear. This is the Lord's battle, and I will give I will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to the attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. He ran. He ran into battle. Come on, let's get it on. And I'm telling you, you gotta run. This thing called faith, you gotta run sometimes. You you, I don't, you know, and hear this. You can't you can't ride off. You can't run off of somebody else's faith. When when a, when a global pandemic is is you know yeah, yeah good around people of faith, but you gotta get some. You gotta get get some of your own faith. You know, you got you got to have your own armor. You got you got to possess the things God's given you. Amen. That's why we have church. It's why we teach people. It's why we pray. It's why it's why we believe this word. Amen. Because this word is so important. It builds faith. It you know I, I'm again it builds faith. And I'm looking even today at faith-filled people online. You're you're faith-filled. Amen. Because God, because of God, you're faith-filled. Man, I'm telling you. David quickly he, he quickly ran out to meet him, and I love that. He, you know, he, and it's like MMA, buddy. You know, it's like those guys that don't wait; they're going to bounce around. No, David, he, he he took it every opportunity. He's going for the flying head kick or whatever. But you know, we know that he had a slingshot. But he's not wasting any time. He's not wasting any time. Man, I love I love this story. So David, I'm going to read again. David quickly ran out to meet him. Third time. i, I got to just keep reading that. Reaching into his shepherd's bag, he took out a stone. He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The, <laughs> the, the stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled, and he fell face down to the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. For, for he had no sword. And, and, and this is it. Which David, then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheep. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. And the men of Israel and Judah came with a great shout of triumph and rushed over the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath 
in the gates of Ekron. David wasn't wasting any time. He wasn't wasting any time. The people were standing. They were watching this battle. And they watched when the giant fell. And they charged the people. But I'm going to tell you, this is what's interesting. You know, because sometimes, you know, we, you know people expect Christians to be soft. You know, many people might have said, well, you know, David hit Goliath in the head with a stone. He should have. They should have went back and, and made a meal, morsel meal, and, and you know some cookies. They should have baked him some cookies. Abby, you made great cookies. So, but they should have made, should have had like Abby cookies, and they should have took them, took them out to Goliath and said, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, you know, you know, I hit you in the head. I showed you who was boss, you know, and and, and now you need to run away and uh, just go go to your man. But that's not what David did. David, David ran out and grabbed, grabbed Goliath's sword and he cut off his head because God said take him out. You know, Pastor Moran's been teaching that on Sunday evenings just to be in the Bible talking about giants and where giants come from. Take them out. They're an enemy of God. You have to take out the enemies of God. And that's what, that's what David did. He didn't waste any time because here a man stood. Here a man stood coming against God. But David knew his God. You know, the one thing about David, he understood God's character. He knew God. He, you know, he, he knew God. He spent time with God. And, you know, we know the story. You know, we, we understand the story. It's a story of faith. But even if the outcome had been different, guess what? David still knew God. It wasn't. Right? It, it wasn't different. But David still knew God. Because he, he understood. He understood being in the presence. He understood He understood God. He, the, he understood God's character. He knew that these people were standing against the Israelites. He knew the promises of God. And I'm going to tell you that this is the time and hour that we know the promises of God. Yeah. We know, we, you know, let your yes be yes. Amen? Let, 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 let you stand upon the Word of God. You know, the weapons. You know, we're getting ready to release one of those weapons here in just a few minutes, and that weapon's communion. There, there are weapons. You know, David, David took him out with a slingshot and a stone. It was a physical weapon. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell the church, sometimes we fight battles that are very spiritual. You can't see them. You can't see the, you can't see the spiritual things that are happening. That's why we pray. That's why we get on our face. That's why, you know, it's why we worship. And when we sing songs to the Lord, we, we glorify God. Our, our songs worship God. We don't sing about our problems. Uh, you know, do problems exist? Yes, they exist. But why glorify the problem? Why not glorify our God? Why not, why not sing praises to Him? Why not stand in faith that my God is more than able? Amen? My God is more than able to, 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 to wipe coronavirus off the face of this earth. Amen? Why, why, why not set ourselves to praying and believing and fasting? And I'm going to tell you, fasting is a weapon. See, I, you know, we could go right into a whole other sermon series right now about the weapons, the weapons of our warfare. But I'm telling you, like even today, we're going to take communion. That's a weapon. There's protection for the body of Christ. This is not a game. You know, it's, it's you know, it, we're not just playing church. 
and try to make people feel good. We're trying to get people to heaven. Amen? It's God's plan that none, that none shall perish. That people make heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, even in that, I want to say the same, but you can't come to the keyboard. You know, when the enemy gets knocked down, don't just stand in amazement that he's knocked down. Finish the job. The Lord may, the Lord may call you uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning, wake you up to pray. Finish the job. Somebody needs to hear that today. Finish the job. The Lord may ask you to, to, to reach out. The Lord may ask you to take food to a neighbor. Finish the job. Amen. The Lord may ask you to, 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 to be the love. To show someone the love of God. Finish the job. And just like David today, he finished the job. He finished the job.